Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of On Your Bench. We have a couple topics to talk about today, and we even have a friend calling into the show today. So I'm going to start things off with um, something that Nick and I kind of came up with earlier. We were talking about the over-under for times Joe Burrow will be sacked um, on next Sunday. What do you think? Um, I think probably at a solid four would be a good kind of mark. I'm thinking over on that still. Um, the Rams' uh, defensive line is just no joke. Those guys are some legit dudes. Von Miller kind of having a career resurgence back here in back what or back in Los Angeles um, to go alongside Aaron Donald and um, they got another guy out there. I forget his name. Um, I forget, but Leonard Floyd. Yeah, Leonard Floyd. Um, they they have some. Some great pass rushers, and that defensive line is something special. Um, and then to go with that, the offensive line for Cincinnati is just abysmal. They are terrible. Um, they provide Joe Burrow with no time, and he is just running around for his life the entire game. So, Yeah, I agree, and especially with the level of play that Von Miller's playing at right now, it's crazy to see him playing at this level again. It's been a while since we've seen him like this, but that um, combined with Donald and the line for sure is really dangerous for that Bengals offensive line. But I do think I'm going to make a bold prediction right now. My hot take is that the Bengals will win by field goal next Sunday. Um, I think Burrow will be sacked five times um, on the dot five. But I think they're going to somehow find a way to win because that's just what that team's been doing all season. But I don't know. I think that Bengals defense is good enough to make Matthew Stafford make a couple of mistakes. I think both quarterbacks will make a couple of mistakes. I know neither of them really been on this stage before. I know Burroughs played the national championship, but that's a little bit different than a, a Super Bowl um, when you got some really, really, really good players against um, coming against him on the other side. But mm-hmm. we'll see. I really think the Bengals are going to get it done. So kind of moving on to the next topic we had today, um, kind of a slow week, but we wanted to talk about the state of Nebraska basketball. So Big Ten basketball, last couple of seasons, has been regarded as one of the better conferences in basketball. But Nebraska hasn't really lived up to the hype with Fred Hoiberg, who many thought would really be a really good coach in the Big Ten. What do you think about that? Um, yeah, um, there was a lot of excitement going into the season for Nebraska basketball. They had um, uh, last year they got a guy drafted into the NBA with um, the Raptors. Um, and oh, Banton, yeah, yeah, Banton, and um, there's there was a lot of promise. You know, they got five star Bryce McGowan's to go along play alongside his brother there, but just has not been working out for whatever reason um they dropped another one to northwestern i don't know was it yesterday yeah um it was a tough they're, yeah too. they're now lost 10 straight and 0 and 12 in the big 10 um, that's ridiculous yeah that's terrible um starting to wonder how much longer fred hoiberg's gonna be there um as you know nebraska football is regarded to have some of the best fans in college foot uh best fans in college football but those same people still support Husker basketball and other athletics at the university, and they they don't they get disgusted with losing. So 
we'll see how much longer before they start to turn on the team and don't support them as they usually do. Yeah, it's definitely disappointing um, for sure. They getting, they're getting kind of beaten up in Big Ten play, and it's pretty evident that they're just they're just not finding any kind of rhythm on offense or defense, and they're just getting beaten by teams that probably have less talent than them. I, yeah, you hate to say that, but I think yeah. Northwestern you could say is yeah not as talented as some of those guys in Nebraska for sure. They, I mean, they don't have any five stars on that team, but. I don't know. I don't know if it's the style of play that Fred wants him to run or what's going on there, but it's it's definitely frustrating if you're a Nebraska basketball fan to see kind of what's going on, especially because we're getting closer to the conference tournaments, and, I mean, that's just not good. If you don't have any kind of momentum going into that, you really don't have any kind of momentum going into that the end of their season and the start of next year, Yeah. even if you're looking that far ahead. But yeah. No, it's definitely they're definitely in a rough, rough, uh, rough shape right now, and um, it's definitely something that's gonna need to get figured out pretty soon, or there's gonna be major changes in the program. So, um, another thing we could kind of talk about is officially now we mentioned it last episode. Oh yeah. Officially now, Tom Brady has retired from the NFL. Um, came out. With um, a social media post saying, retire or explaining his retirement from the NFL, um, kind of an ex- somewhat expected retirement. But um, me personally, I didn't think he was going to retire. I thought he was going to run it back another year. Um, but Tom calls it quits. Going down as one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, greatest football players ever. With um, seven rings, correct? Seven rings. Seven rings. Um, he uh, was just an all-around great guy. I personally really liked Tom Brady. I thought he was a pretty good dude. Um, I think he definitely opened up more when he got down in Tampa and kind of became more of a social media influence. Yeah, that, for sure. If that makes yeah. any sense. Um, yeah. I definitely saw more of like a personal side of him, mm-hmm. and I think that drew a lot of fans to support him. Yeah, so as a sports marketing major, it's really cool um, to see how he's grown his social media presence. And to me, that kind of shows that he wants to, like, he knew that his career was going to end in Tampa. I think he knew that when he yeah. came last year or got, got there last year. And that development of his social media has kind of let him engage with fans I've seen, and that's really cool to see. Um, I know that fan engagement is one of the better or one of the more popular um, aspects of sports marketing, and it's really cool to see that. And it's actually allowed Tom to now go into his post-career, what he's going to do post-career, and he's come up with a brand that's just called Brady. It's a clothing brand. Yeah. Um, I know I've seen him post a little bit about it on Twitter, but it's getting some traction. It's like... I think there's like joggers and shorts and yeah, shirts and stuff like yeah. that. But it's really cool. Really cool to see where Tom's going to go the next time in his career now that he has officially um, announced his retirement from the NFL. And it's sad because um, all the quarterbacks that we grew up watching as kids um, are all done. Um, Rivers, both Manning brothers, um, Brady now, yeah. Roethlisberger, um, and just, oh, Drew Brees, of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, this it's, it's sad, but... It's exciting at the same time because we get this new generation of quarterbacks like Burrow and Allen and Herbert and Lamar Jackson and uh, Patrick Mahomes, of course, and 
the list just goes on. But And yeah. Kyler Murray, and like I said, yeah, the list goes on. But it'll be interesting to see kind of who – Who's going to take over the NFL now? Because, you know, Rodgers is probably next up in a couple of years or whenever he decides to call it quits. Yeah. And um, after that. I don't think Stafford will be yeah, too far behind him either. Yeah, I think Stafford too. But it's going to be interesting, especially like I know I said the Bengals are my favorite to win the Super Bowl. I think I like their story this year. But to see Matthew Stafford also go out on top with the ring would be pretty cool too. Yeah, I think so as well. Um yeah, uh, yeah. it is kind of crazy to see some of the NFL guys that we grew up watching just start to retire and move on to different things. Um, it's definitely, definitely a bit of a change, but there's also excitement for the new guys in the NFL, such as Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar. All those guys are definitely keeping the game exciting and um, definitely... Uh, uh, promise a bright future for the NFL. Yeah, and this new generation of quarterbacks is going to be, like I said, fun to watch to see who's going to be the guy that's going to win a lot of Super Bowls, or maybe it's just going to go back and forth to just or just a bunch of guys are just going to win rings rather than someone kind of yeah. taking that dominance. Because for twenty years, Tom Brady owned the league with the yeah. with the Patriots and then the Buccaneers for one year and seven Super Bowls in about in over 20 years is pretty pretty impressive. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely the most accomplished quarterback and NFL player of all time. Um, it's not even close, but sad to see him go. Um, some great memories from watching him in the Super Bowls growing up and yeah, it's it'll be interesting to see who, who's next up. I can't it seemed kind of sudden to me too. Yeah. Kind of like how you said it. I thought maybe he'd go one or two more years. I know he personally said like I said last week he want to play till he's like 45. And um, he's, what, 44? Yeah. So he's pretty close. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it, I really I can't wait to see, personally, the next step he takes in his career, of after his post-career um, marketing, so with his Brady brand and yeah, maybe um, television. Who knows? He, yeah. He's a pretty personal guy, personal yeah. guy. So. Yeah. He's definitely got a great sense of humor, and I think... He's really um, funny, yeah. Wherever he goes, he will have success with what he wants to do. Yeah, for sure. So I know I mentioned earlier that we have a Colin. Actually, it's not really a Colin. It's our, our buddy Preston Koski. He also has seven rings like Brady, but his are tennis titles. Um, he's actually in the studio today. Preston, um, thanks for coming on. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. So, um, yeah, one thing I personally wanted to ask you is to explain like um, your accomplishments in high school tennis and stuff like that because... I mean, seven state title rings is actually is quite impressive. Um, Extremely. Yeah, it's a joke we kind of run around in our friend group, but it's actually something pretty impressive. And just kind of wanted to ask you about that and hear what you have to say about it. I think the big thing is you just had a steady flow of talented guys coming in every year. You would obviously lose a couple seniors, but mm-hmm. then you get these young guys. We were able to play even in our middle school years, and you'd be able to develop these talents who they're a little they're a little fresh. They gotta kinda be molded into more team players because especially in high school, yeah. <clears throat> although you think of tennis as more of an individual sport, it was a team sport for sure. Yeah, for sure. And you played in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, which the level of tennis there is pretty 
pretty good. That's there's some good players that have come out of there. But if you could like if you've played against someone who do you remember like the best player you've ever played against and what made them so great? Um, I think the best player I ever played against was Sam Dobbs. Okay. Obviously, he was my teammate, but we did play matches to determine rankings, and he just, he was on another level. He was obviously extremely athletic with having over a decade of experience, but his older brother definitely pushed him to be a lot better. They would always be up practicing on the court. A big thing I saw was we had a lot of, like, brother groups. Mm-hmm. We had the Goals, the Dobbs, we had the McKenzies now. Mm-hmm. I There's just something about it where when you see your brother competing on the court with you, it pushes you to the next level. Yeah, and that's a lot of things coaches talk about. So the kind of the first thing you brought up is your own teammate was one of the best players you ever played against. And that's so true because your teammates – um, you get to see them every day, and they're pushing you, and you're pushing them. But having grown up with two younger brothers, I know, Ruby, you grew up with a younger brother as well, but having those brothers that are always trying to vie for the top spot, but you're at the same time, you're also trying to go for that spot, and you live with that every day, it's it's pretty, it's pretty truly, truly remarkable, and it really makes you the best player that you can possibly be. So that's that's really cool to hear. So, Preston, we talk, obviously, you're listener of the show, but we talk a lot about professional sports. Um, who do you think is the best professional tennis player? I mean, funny you should ask because I've been a lifelong Rafael Nadal fan, and he actually just did break the men's singles yeah. Grand Slam title record, winning 21 at the Australian Open. So, obviously there's a little bias, but if we're purely going off of numbers, 21 Grand Slam titles... That's pretty impressive. That's a record, yeah. Yeah, you look at that. Like I just talked about how Tom Brady was so dominant for 20 years in the NFL, but 21 titles, that's, that's crazy. That, that makes me think of like Tiger Woods in golf or yeah. um, just the Lakers' entire organization in basketball, their Celtics organization in basketball. But this is an individual with 21 titles. That's, that's pretty impressive. And um, I don't know how old. Do you know how old Nadal is? I think he's in his mid Thirties. I know Federer is a little older, but yeah. he. I think yeah. he's creeping up there. He's he's <clears> getting towards the latter stages of his career. Yeah, still got a couple good years left in him, though. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, tennis definitely is not super followed here in the Midwest. Um, definitely more of a football, basketball type area. But I know it is big and like. It's pretty big in other parts around the world and in the country, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah. It goes along those lines of, like, soccer, where it's such a worldwide sport, yeah. where if it doesn't have as much cra- traction in the United States, you've still got... I mean, a lot of teams, like, in college, they recruit people from other countries because they have the talent. They play a lot, but... We just have like better opportunities here to take you to the next level in college. Yeah, and that actually kind of raises another question that I had for you, which was, so you talk about, you put it in the same sentences like soccer, where it's more popular in other nations, where maybe it's not as popular, or it's, a, it's still growing in the United States. What do you think the United States needs to do to keep their best 
tennis athletes in tennis opposed to losing them to sports like football, baseball, track, wrestling, um, big sports like that, that or basketball even, um, where you're keeping your best tennis players in tennis opposed to like sports like that? I think that's the hard thing because in the United States, obviously, people like to branch out and try a lot of sports. Yeah. I mean, even the best players on our high school team would also play basketball, they'd golf, they'd run track. So I don't know if there's necessarily something you can do to change them on an individual basis. It's more of a culture thing with, you know, there's a lot of opportunities in other sports, whereas tennis, you'll kind of feel like you hit a brick wall and can't go much further. Yeah. Do you think there's some kind of like incentive or something that you can do in the United States or give in the United States for rising tennis stars to keep them in tennis? Like kind of like influence them to like, hey, stay in tennis. You're a really good player. I know you're a good basketball or football player, but uh, we want you to stay in tennis. Like, is there something you can kind of like do to push them towards that tennis direction? I think the big thing you need is you need some U.S. born superstars that go on the professional level. That motivates a lot of people. Those are role models, especially in the early 90s and 2000s. You know, we had Serena and Venus Williams, great American players. And a little before them, Pete Sampras, Andre Agassi, just some Hall of Fame tennis players who now the pro tour is mostly filled with Europeans. The Americans aren't quite pushing for titles as hard as they used to be. Yeah, and that's that's so true. And I think that... that that makes me think of soccer too, like kind of how I brought up earlier. You have guys like um, Messi and Ronaldo over in Europe that are just obviously just the best players in the world, and they have been for quite some time now. But then you have great athletes in the United States like Odell Beckham, who grew up playing at the U.S. national level um, for youth, and then he ends up playing in the NFL. So it's kind of that's kind of what um, brought up that question um, that I asked is because uh, like all these really good athletes are just playing. Um, the big time sports and we're not keeping them in the United States here in like some bigger sports. And then we're getting, you do get those superstars like Christian Pulisic in soccer where we, he just played um, in Europe his entire life pretty much and just became a really good player. And yeah, like you said, there's that finding that next superstar in tennis that's going to stick with tennis could really jumpstart some kind of like revolution where it's like that tennis popularity in the United States continue to grow that yeah I think I think a big problem is is like um when a kid is young and is just has a lot of raw athleticism they're drawn more to like football Mm -hmm. basketball just because that's what's constantly being broadcasted to them um football in in America is just it's king it literally owns a day of the week they're even broadcasting high school games now on ESPN exactly exactly like you Football and basketball, are, it's very tough to top those two, and not to mention baseball as well. I mean, those are the big three, and baseball's even getting put kind of towards the the back burner as of lately. Yeah. Um, just for not even that, not even the, like, that it doesn't have excitement, but just the NFL and NBA are just so much more... They make so much more money than and the television. Yeah, yeah, than the MLB, and that it's kind of hard for the MLB to even keep up with that, you know. And I think that's kind of interesting. Is just because these kids that are born that have a 
um, a ton of raw athleticism are just drawn more to these other sports and they don't yeah. branch out to try these other things. And when they are don't branch out to try these other things, you might we might miss on the next Tiger Woods, the next yeah. the next big thing in some of these um, lower sports, I guess, or not as um, not as popular. Yeah, sports. not as televised. Yeah, I think or Preston, I'll ask you, what are your thoughts on maybe? So I talk about like um, high school football on TV and tennis. Obviously, there's like singles and doubles. What if for like big time singles events in high school, what would you say like the impact would be if we were like televising it more like ESPN or ESPN2 or even like Fox Sports were um, televising like big time like singles matches. So if you have like two really highly ranked players in the United States and then you could put them, pit them together and put them on TV, do you think that would like make kind of an impact on kids that really want to be tennis players? I guess I've seen, there's been a bit of a push for at least, like, the high school state tournament. Mm-hmm. When you get to cla- double, double A class and, like, the finals, flight one, flight two, they've started to try and get, like, at least reach out a little more and get it publicized. Not necessarily recording the whole match, but at least, like, I mean, talking about it, whereas, you know, some people in Sioux Falls wouldn't even know that there's state tennis tournament going on i think you have to be careful doing that at private tournaments because it's not necessarily i mean you don't want to bring in an unfair advantage if say i mean that puts a lot of pressure on young athletes when you're televising that is something that we've got to worry about it's a very mental sport it's an individual sport whereas on the football field if they're recording a high school game I mean, it, it is a team game, so there's not the spotlight in one person. Whereas, yeah. if it's mano y mano, that that does a lot to a person. Yeah, the pressure is definitely there, but then it also kind of puts um, both players at the same. Um, like nobody has an advantage over each other or the other because they're both televised. But yeah, maybe it kind of like kind of like what you said. Maybe you're not getting the complete best out of uh, or the very best out of that number one or number two guy, but. It's definitely interesting. It's an interesting world that I'm not very familiar with. I know you're not very familiar with it either, no, Nick. But, um, not at all. It's definitely interesting to learn about, especially sports in the United States that are still growing um, mm-hmm. in terms of popularity and yeah. from television exposure. But, yeah. You have any more questions? Uh, no, not Preston? that I can think of. Just kind of a slower week this week, so that's why yeah. we decided to bring on Preston and kind of talk about some other things and just kind of get a different viewpoint on something that, I don't know, neither one of us really have much um, much experience in tennis. Like, yeah. we, don't, we don't know much at all, so that's why it was fun to bring Preston on and talk to him about that and stuff. So Yeah, so Preston, thank you again for coming on. Um, I kind of like what Nick's just said is, I, I didn't really know too much about tennis. I like watching it every once in a while when it's on the TV, but I like know very little about it. So I'm glad you could give me some insight on the sport and kind of your thoughts about it. And thank you. I really appreciate it. You for yeah, thanks on. for having me. Yeah, so once again, guys, sorry for the slow news week. Um, we kind of knew this was going to happen this week because of just little going on with the Pro Bowl this week, with the bye week before the Super Bowl. But hopefully we get... Um, a guest, a big time guest for you guys in the future, um, come in the next coming weeks. Uh, it was also a pretty busy week, 
But um, yeah, for sure. Thank you guys for tuning in and um, see you next week.